It's big and dying like the earth, and it's weird like Colleen Ballinger grooming kids. I'm Abby, and this is Big Weird World, the podcast. Well, happy Juneteenth. I'm recording this on the 17th of June, and happy Pride. It's Pride Month. And happy summer. It's it's summer now, Um, because last time we recorded, it was like, what, the end of fucking spring? And obviously, Emily is not here today. Um... I'm just going to go ahead and pre-record some episodes that are just me, some little weird worlds, and some big weird worlds. And it's funny because I'm actually seeing Emily today. She's coming up. So I'm finally going to send her home with everything she needs to record so that we'll be able to call each other and both be mic'd up and sound good so it doesn't sound like, uh, like I've, I have the mics, you know, it sound like we're on the phone and I'm really picky about that in podcast and I don't want you guys to have to suffer. Like, it's bad enough listening to her crystal clear. So, anyways, um, a couple of updates. Um, me and my boyfriend are moving soon. Uh, around, at the end of July. Um, so that's good. What else? Emily went to a fucking Foo Fighter concert tonight. Last night. Uh, Pretty Reckless was there. Um, I'm giving updates about both of us. Um what else that is pretty much it or at least that's all that I can say hmm I'll let Emily tell you what she wants but I know you guys really don't give a fuck about all that um today's episode I wanted to come back with something silly so we're gonna be talking about world's dumbest criminals And you know we have to start out with a case from Florida back in 2020. I'm reading this off the New York Post. Uh, The headline is, Two men dubbed Florida's dumbest criminals after one drops ID at crime scene. goes like this. These two men, Robert Hobby, 41, and Marcus Reeves, 23, are clearly not the sharpest tools in the shed. Wait. I almost said, I'm clearly not the shabbiest tool in the shed. <laughs> Making it a cinch for cops to track them down by leaving a few items behind after their alleged crime spree. Here I go. Y'all can't fucking talk. And I'm not high this time. It's like 7.30 in the fucking morning and I'm drinking tea. Their alleged crime spree. Um, the, um, who is this? Oh, the, the sheriff's office said, now being a thief already makes you dumb, but that isn't why they're this week's dumbest criminals. You see, these two went on a burglary spree inside the sim- city, li- city, city limits of Okala and out here in the county, it said. They were breaking into convenience stores, stealing cigarettes and lottery tickets, but while... Hi- Okay, but while doing this, they were smoking cigarettes inside the stores while the cameras were watching. The sheriff's office continued. But that still isn't the best part, because we didn't need the cameras to identify them. You see, when they left the stores, they left their shoe, their tools, and Marcus left his wallet with his driver's license. It added, so he went to his house and knocked on the door. He confessed. Both were arrested and are now in the Gold Star Hotel. I'm guessing that means jail. The two numbskulls face a total of 14 charges combined for grand theft and burglary. Congratulations, guys. It's like, how do you go somewhere to steal some shit, but then leave, like, your own personal shit? 
you know what I mean? Like, he gonna leave a shoe at one and then leave his ID? Like, you're stealing. Like, don't even have that shit on you. You know what I mean? Like, you got a getaway car and shit. Like, leave your ID and shit at home. Why Why am I trying to teach y'all how to, how to be a robber? How to be a fucking thief? That, that should be Emily because uh, Em always gets the five-finger discount. Like, she's professional, honey. Don't don't go with her to Walmart. But, you know, if you do, you'll probably walk out and she'll show you what she got for free. So, oof. so at the same time, like, I'm not for stealing. Don't steal people's, uh, don't steal stuff that people worked for, you know? But, uh, steal from Walmart and shit. What I get in trouble for saying that? Because, like, fuck Walmart. And, and fuck Target. Fuck all of them, you know? They money-making machines. They gonna make their money. Uh, rob from anybody you can, you know? Uh, the prices on shit's going up, you know? Take fucking cereal or something, you know? Why, why are they going to, to convenience stores, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would just, like, rob, rob, like, a big food chain or a big grocery store, you know what I'm saying? And and do it right. Don't bring your fucking ID with you. And make sure your shoes are laced up good. You know, don't wear nothing heavy. You, you gotta wear something light so you can run. And don't nobody be uh be no motherfucking snitch because uh uh, uh everybody's innocent until proven guilty. Amen. Praise Jesus. Yes. But also for legal reasons, um, I'd like to take that back when I said that uh, Emily gets everything for free and that you know, she, she stay on that five finger discount, uh, for legal, for legal reasons. Again, yes, Emily is not a thief. Uh, y- yes. <laughs> All right. Next case, case, next case, uh, is from Oregon. Uh, this was back in 2013. I'm getting this from CNN. Uh, th- this, this one is about some dude who, who goes into a, goes to rob a gun store with a bat and a knife. <laughs> so anyways, Here's the article. As the saying goes, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Or, in this case, don't try to hold up... <clears throat> don't try to hold up a gun store with a baseball bat and a knife. Authorities in Oregon say a man who tried to rob a gun store outside of Portland was just so underarmed when he tried to pull off a heist Thursday afternoon. The suspect ended up on the ground taking orders from the store manager who held the man at gunpoint because it's a fucking gun store. Until the police came. The would-be robber apparently was looking to step up his weaponry because all the motherfucker had was a bat and a damn knife. It was probably a damn butter knife, too. He smashed a glass display case at discount gun sales and pulled a handgun from the display, the Washington County Sheriff's Department said in a news release. The store manager then drew his own handgun and ordered the suspect to drop his bat, his 9-inch knife, and the purloined handgun. Washington County deputies responded to the call and found the suspect on the floor when they arrived. This guy was a 22-year-old Derek Mosley, Mosley, and he was being held at the Washington County, Oregon jail with bonds set at $250,000. This sheriff's department has said that, yes, he was charged with first-degree robbery and unlawful possession of a firearm, according to the news release. Now, come on. Well, okay, so when you put it that way, you know, you know, they try to catch you first, right? Um, cause I had read over this first, so, um, 
you know, you know, they're like, yeah, he went in there and tried to rob him with a bat and a knife, but it's like, no, he broke the case and was gonna hurry up and get a gun, but it's like, they don't be having guns loaded in there, do they? You know what I mean? Because me and Joe went to uh, a pawn shop, uh, gun place or something just to see or whatever. And, you know, we're, we're looking around and shit. You know, they got little uh, massage chairs and shit. We're like, okay, uh, some tools and shit. And then you get up to the front to the front, and it's just a bunch of guns. And because we're snowflake snowflake liberals, we got, like, a bad vibe you know like we weren't feeling the energy so we didn't go no further because you know like here in america like y'all love guns honey y'all are gun sluts so out there in oregon you know uh you gotta be a gun slut to uh rob a gun slut store you know what i mean if you want more guns if you want guns at all like it's already you know, it's, it's easy. It's fairly easy enough to, uh, buy them. You know, he could just been saving up the money and then went in there and got him, got him a little something, something for cheap, you know, got him a little kid killer or something, you know, about two fifty dollars that ain't hot or nothing, you know, but no, he just went up in there with his little baseball bat. <sighs> he was so close, but it's like, when you, Okay, whatever. I ain't gonna get too much into it. We know it's dumb. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. So here's my advice. If you're gonna rob a gun store, bring a gun. Borrow one from uh, your uncle or something. He probably got one. He probably got, you know, a big case full of them to protect his uh, house from um, the gays. So just borrow one from him and then go get the hookup. Go take what you want for free. <laughs> Anyways, next case. Okay, okay, this is a good one. So, uh, I can't find if this is, like, legit, legit. Because I saw, like... So, this happened in 1995. But, um, I was getting a lot of, uh, Facebook posts from 2016, 2020. And they were acting like this shit was new. But, uh, this shit went down in Berlin. Um, I'm reading this off the Rutcher.com. And it goes like this. A man named Klaus Schmidt attempted to rob a bank in Berlin during the summer of 1995. He walked in the front door brandishing a pistol and demanding that a bag is filled with cash. An understandably rattled bank teller asked the masked man if he needed a bag for the cash. He was attempting to clear out of the tills. To which he responded, You're damn right it's a real gun! And the bank employees quickly realized that the criminal before them was in fact deaf. The alarm was sounded, and the employees pretended it wasn't very loud, so as not to tip off the armed man. He was even unaware when police entered the bank and quickly put him into custody. His response? Schmidt sued the bank for taking advantage of his hearing impairment. <laughs> the ableism is real, honey. Like, the bank teller didn't even have to say anything, but like, you know, just keeping up with that good old customer service vibe, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need a bag with that? Because you just can't, you know, walk out of here with a bunch of money in your arms, you know, that's a lot to carry. Uh, would you like a bag? You know, we got reusable bags in here um, that that it's okay for you to take, you know? And he gonna say, uh, <laughs> you damn right, it's a real gun. 
Oh my god, that is so funny. Like the ableism, like don't don't just don't do it. Don't be an ableist. Like the deaf, the blind, like anybody with any kind of disability can rob your ass. Don't be fooled, you know? But for him to sue and be like, y'all was taking advantage of my hearing disability or impairment, you know? Like, what you was taking advantage of the whole damn bank with a gun. But anyways, let's move on to the next one. Um, This one is a Tennessee Air National Guardsman has been arrested by the FBI after allegedly applying to be an assassin on a, citri- a, uh, on a website <laughs> called Rent a Hitman. This was Josiah Ernesto Garcia, 21 said he needed the money to support his family, according to court documents. He was like, I need to support my family. I kill a motherfucker to support my family. I don't care. Who who you need me to kill? Uh, The site was originally set up in... Damn, what's that noise? Oh, Hercules is in the litter box, kicking up dust. Kicking up dust. Uh, The site was originally set up in 2005 to advertise a cybersecurity startup. It failed and later turned into a parody site with options to apply to work as a hired killer. The FBI alleges that in mid-February, Mr. Garcia sent in his CV, which highlights his military experience and rifle expertise. The resume also indicated that Mr. Garcia was nicknamed Reaper, scary, which was earned from military experience and marksmanship, according to a press release from the FBI. CBS News, BBC's U.S. media partner, confirmed that Mr. Garcia joined the Air National Guard as an airman first class in July 2021. When there was no response to his application, Garcia allegedly showed, uh, followed up with the site who responded to, responded to him uh, at the direction of the FBI. An FBI undercover agent soon began corresponding with him. The federal policy... Policy? <laughs> the federal police agency claims he agreed to kill an individual for... Listen, I had all these saved from a long time ago, so I am reading them now, and it's like, it's surprising again, you know, I mean, $5,000 to kill somebody, you you could do better than that. If if I was willing to kill somebody to support my family, like $5,000, I don't do it, you know what I mean? Because who are holding the family? You know what I mean? Do you got like, uh, you got like kids or something? Cause $5,000 for one hit, mm-mm, that's a life I'm taking. I can go to jail, prison, lifetime. Uh, he allegedly told the FBI he had been looking into this for some time now to make good money to support a child on the way. Okay, there we go. An undercover agent met with him at a park where the, where the agent provided provided him with a fictitious target packet, including photos and information along with a down payment of 2500 After agreeing to the terms, he asked if he needed to provide a photo of the body, according to a news release from U.S. District Attorney uh, at the office in Tennessee. So he was arrested by the agents who searched his home and discovered an AR-style rifle in his, in, over there. Uh, if convicted, he could face up to 10 years in prison. Now... This was actually uh, April of this year. So he's probably like in jail right now waiting to go to court. Uh, I haven't been able to find anything. Uh, Because I'm looking now. And 
yeah, there, there's no updates yet, but I'm looking at a picture of him with his gun, and honey, he is proud. He is a proud boy. He probably, like, drives, like, a big-ass fucking truck because he's, like, he kind of looks like a short king, so I heard that makes makes people feel better to drive big-ass trucks. Oh, yeah, I see him in his beret and everything. Oh, yeah. That's, that's funny. Well, okay, so... Let me tell you my advice on this. Um, there's no way you're going to apply to be a hitman. Haven't y'all seen like... What's that damn movie? Like Mission Impossible and shit? Like, uh... Who else was an assassin? Red Dawn? Uh, I don't know many assassin movies. That aren't like actual cops and pretending to be... Uh, yeah, I can't think about it right now, but... You know, it's usually, you don't just apply on a website to just be killing people. So, my advice on that is if you see that online and you're like, I need $5,000, I got a kid on the way, and I'm willing to take somebody's life, just don't do it. That, you know what? That, that, you know what? You don't need my advice on that. This this is it. Don't kill people. Don't kill people for money. Kill people to protect yourself. <laughs> if necessary. So the next one I have right here is from crazyask.com. Uh, it's number three on the list if you ever want to look it up. Uh, this is uh, an unknown person, but um, robber hands over his gun instead of the bag. Oh, so here goes the article. This one also comes from, from these world's dumbest criminals, probably due to being less present at the time of the robbery. Yeah, that's right. This dumb man entered a bank and there he threatened the target with a real gun this robber was with a what okay why did i pick this one out these people can't talk hold on i'm gonna have to summarize this real quick so this unknown man goes in there with a bag and a gun and he's like hey fill this shit up with seven hundred thousand euros in cash and instead of giving him the bag he hands over the gun and so the bank teller just takes the gun and points it right at the guy and, and is like do something bitch what money you want uh, cause I will shoot your ass right here. Well, that's not what they said, but anyways, um, when that happened, the robber just ran up out of there, but he did get to steal an employee's bike. So he didn't go out completely, um, empty handed, but damn, like the pressure was getting to him, you know, you know how you'll slip up and just like, um, you'll be talking to somebody like at work or something like while y'all are working and then you fuck something up and don't even realize it. And they're like, oh shit, you know, you can't do that type of shit when you're, when you're robbing a bank, you know, you got to be on your shit. He should have laid the damn bag down and slid it over to him and then kept a gun on him, but he didn't and it had him fucked up. And maybe he got away with it too, because uh, there's not a name on here, but there is a, a, a little picture of a guy walking into the store. So I don't know. Next case. Uh, we got another Florida one here. Uh, this is from from Newsful New okay NewsfulOnline.com. Goes like this: In July, a in July, a Florida police department posted an account posted an account of an unusual escape attempt on its Facebook page. See these articles that I have saved on here, like 
maybe I should have just put more work in. Maybe if I was getting paid for this, like I would be able to sum this up myself because some of the people who are writing this shit just don't make no sense. Whatever. They said a Holt man who jumped into a swamp to avoid Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office deputies trying to serve him warrants last January was not was not as successful yesterday when he put a John Deere riding lawnmower into high gear and tried to outrun pursuing deputies. 40-year-old Dusty Mobley was tased by deputies chasing him <laughs> chasing him while he tried to make while he tried to make a gate getaway a getaway on the lawnmower around 9 30 saturday morning and there's just a distorted picture of some man with you know a little wide brim hat on just hauling ass in a fucking zero turn he probably put that bitch on rabbit and was just boogity boogity booking it and i'm just like was was he on the lawnmower when they uh tased him because like that's funny and like so they had to be on foot at that point you know what i mean outrun the lawnmower and then popped his ass old dusty mobley got his ass got so now we're gonna switch it up you know uh you know i gotta shit on cops you know a cab <laughs> um just kidding or am i um anyways so now we're gonna shit on some cops some dumb shit that they do which will probably be the rest of the episode don't forget this is a big this is a big weird world not a little so this one uh boston fbi trainees broke into wrong apartment and oh excuse me and handcuffed and interrogated a man for nearly an hour this was april 2023 this year goes like this fbi trainees oh by the way this is the washington examiner fbi trainees broke into the wrong apartment in boston and handcuffed and interrogated a man for nearly an hour before realizing their mistake Sources familiar with the matter told WBZ chief investigative reporter, nobody cares what her name is, because I can't say it, trainees were supposed to break into a designated apartment where an actor would be waiting, where they were, you know, they were going to extract information from him, go on. The team instead barged into an apartment of an airline pilot in his 30s. The stunned pilot was then handcuffed, put in the shower, and interrogated for over 45 minutes before the trainees realized their mistake. The team apologized to the victim and then released him. So the FBI done fucked up uh, a training exercise. They got inaccurate information on which fucking apartment to go into. And I'm like, damn, that's kind of crazy because y'all are um, doing an exercise like this in a building that has innocent people there. Um, I guess the actor's innocent too, but you know what I mean? And I, I guess they needed a whole building to practice going into. And maybe they just didn't have anywhere else uh, simulated for that. But it's like, if you're going to do something, don't you clear out the building and shit? But that's just me, Haney. Well, his employer, Delta Airlines, issued a brief statement on the matter. They said, we are looking into reports of an alleged... Of alleged of an alleged incident in Boston that may involve Delta people. We have nothing further to share at this time other than to reaffirm our commitment to ensuring the safety and well-being of our people. And the wrongful detained man refused medical evaluation when approached by emergency personnel. Which is good. Nobody was hurt. So now I'm going to play uh, a little bit from a video from Dailymotion.com from Mr. Buzz. And um, this is funny. Um, I don't know where this is at, but supposedly there was a house that was on fire. And uh, it's like uh, so late at night. And this cop is uh, trying to, is at this house and he's trying to get the people out. And he's busting the windows and shit. And this poor fucking lady comes out. 
<laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna play it for you. So this poor lady has to go and get her robe because she she came on out with a little gown on. Well, anyways, he goes and uh starts telling a dispatcher whoever the fuck he's talking to that he he got the occupant out the house. And here's that. Okay, there's one occupant in the house. I'm getting her out right now. So when he comes out and says that, uh, I don't know if you could tell, but she goes, okay, that's good. Well, the one that's on fire is over here. And then you hear a, you hear a big crash and, and then it's another officer that goes, uh, I got the, go- the door down, but it's like, he done busted this lady's windows out and got her ass out the house in her little gown and her robe. I don't even know if she got shoes on, but it's so it's so sad and funny <laughs> so yeah most most of these stories that you get off um like facebook or google whatever looking up this kind of thing youtube videos a lot of them are cops breaking into the wrong house and everybody should know about the police raid that killed brianna taylor who was a 26 year old black woman in Louisville, Kentucky, Kentucky, um, in her apartment back in March of 2020, there's seven police officers who forced entry into her apartment as part of investigate, as part of, mm, as part of an investigation into drug dealing operations in the apartment was Brianna and her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker when the police used force entry uh the officer said they announced themselves as police before before they went in but her boyfriend said he didn't hear any announcement and thought the officers were intruders and fired a warning shot at them the shot hit one of the cops mattingly in the leg and the officers fired 32 shots in return walker was unhurt but taylor who was behind walker was hit by six bullets and died and one of the cops, Hankinson, uh, moved to the side of the apartment and shot 10 bullets through a covered window and glass door for whatever reason. Um, according to police, Taylor's home was never searched. And just getting this from anywhere like Wikipedia, BBC, CNN, the shooters in the raid were Miles Cosgrove, who uh, supposedly shot a fatal shot, Brett Hankinson, Jonathan Mattingly, and then the alleged conspirators, Joshua Janes, Kelly Goodlett, and Kyle Meany. The accused were Brett, Joshua, and Kyle. And the federal charges for Hankinson were deprivation of rights under color of law resulting in death, two counts. Um, then the other two, the other two, right? Violation of civil rights, conspiracy, unconstitutional use of force, obstruction their state charges for um hankinson were first degree wanton endangerment on three counts the verdict on goodlett he pleaded guilty and then the rest of them the trial is pending and then the state charges on hankinson is not guilty 
and her boyfriend was charged with assault and attempted murder of a police officer. You know, when he didn't even know that they were cops because he didn't hear them say, police. But the killing of Breonna Taylor by white cops and the initial lack of charges for her death led to numerous protests that added to those across the United States against police brutality and racism. When a grand jury did not indict the officers for her death, further civil unrest ensued. Um, in 2021, the LMPD fired Cosgrove, the one that uh, did the fatal shot. And in 2022, three officers were fed federally charged with conspiracy, obstruction of justice, and civil rights violations for conspiracy to mislead the judge who approved the search warrant on Kenneth Walker's house. Oh, yeah, it was Kenneth Walker's house. Um, one of the officers, Kelly Goodlett, later ple pleaded guilty to coup to <laughs> two counts of conspiracy, marking the first conviction in the case. Former Detective Joshua Jaynes, who was Jaynes, who was 40, Detective Kelly Goodlett and Sergeant Kyle Meany, 35, were charged with submitting a false affidavit to search Taylor's home ahead of the Louisville Metropolitan Police Department's raid, and then working together to create a false cover story in an attempt to escape responsibility for their roles in preparing the warrant affidavit that contained false information, according to court documents. Ex-detective <laughs> Ex-detective Brett Hankinson, or Hankinson, I don't care how the fuck you say his name, is alleged to have willfully used unconstitutionally excessive force when he fired his service weapon into Taylor's apartment through a covered window and covered glass door. Hankinson, who fired 10 shots into Taylor's home and was acquitted of state wanton, you know, I don't, endangerment charges earlier this year, has been indicted on two federal, okay, this is back then, counts of deprivation of, of rights under color of law. And only Hankinson was charged at the state level. Um, the death, the death of 26-year-old Taylor, an emergency room technician, along with that of George Floyd and others, sparked nationwide protest in 2020, leading to changes in po in policing policy and laws. Which, uh, yeah, the fuck right, bitch. I don't think enough has fucking changed. But whatever. By the way, this came from amp.cnn.com, and they say this about the botched raid. On March 12, 2020, a Jefferson County Circuit Court judge approved five search warrants for locations linked to Taylor's ex-boyfriend's ex-boyfriend, a convicted felon suspected of supplying a local drug house. One of those locations was her residence. In the early hours of March 13th, Hankinson and other officers executed a warrant at Taylor's apartment. Taylor was in bed with her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, when the officers announced their presence and then battered down the door. Taylor and Walker yelled to ask who was at the door but got no response, Walker said afterward. Thinking they were intruders, he grabbed his gun, his legally owned gun, and fired a shot, a warning shot, when the officers broke through the door. And that, of course, triggered all the gunfire. Uh, in a 911 call, Walker said, Somebody kicked in my door and shot my girlfriend. Hankinson had been standing outside the apartment and is accused of blindly firing through a door and a window. His bullets entered a neighboring apartment where a pregnant woman, a man, and child were home, according to the state attorney general. Walker was at first charged with attempted murder of a police officer and first-degree assault. Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly was shot in the leg, but prosecutors later decided to drop the charges. Good. Should have been. Okay, anyway. Let me not say that. None of the police officers at the raid were wearing body cameras, and there's no video of the night Taylor bled to death in her hallway. Detective Miles Cosgrove was not indicted by the state or the federal government. Kentucky, Eternal, 
Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron has said that they were justified in shooting in self-defense because Taylor's boyfriend fired first. No drugs were found in the apartment, and Taylor's family and their attorney have maintained she was not involved in her ex-boyfriend's alleged drug deals. Here they talk about the protest. Taylor's death at first went largely unnoticed outside of Louisville. CNN covered the story for the first time on May 13th of 2020, about two weeks after George Flo- George after George Floyd died. By the end of May, Walker's distress 911 call from the night Taylor died had been released, and Floyd had died days later, days earlier, sorry, at the hands of police in Minneapolis. Minneapolis police pro I'm sorry protests in louisville turned violent with gunfire erupting erupting during protests seven people were shot down overnight on may 28th louisville mayor um greg fisher fisher said the shots were fired from within the crowd not from the police which i mean come on now in july protesters marched to camp uh, to Cameron's front lawn and lawn and 87 people were arrested for criminal trespass trespass among other charges in September protests began to take place nightly in Louisville after a grand jury didn't charge the other police involved in Taylor's death indicting only Hankinson who just was outside and shot 10 bullets into the door okay by then, Taylor's name was known nationally and beyond, just as Floyd's was, George Floyd's was, and her death, just say George again, and her death was a central part of the protest that rocked the country throughout much of 2020. Whatever, they talking about celebrities, uh, talking about her death and stuff. But anyways, in Louisville, the controversy, the, the fucking, the fucking shit storm that the police stirred up you know, I'm changing a couple words, um, led to the passing of Brianna's law in June 2020, which bans such warrants and requires officers to wear body cameras when carrying out search warrants. As they should. All of them. All the time. Whatever. Have everything fucking documented. Watch their fucking ass. Um, almost a year later, in April 2021, the Kentucky State Legislator legislator passed a bill setting restrictions on no-knock warrants but did not outlaw them outright in june 2020 the louisville police chief was fired after it came to light officers involved in a, officers involved in a fatal shooting during a protest were not wearing body cameras in september of 2020 the city of louisville agreed to pay a historic 12 million dollars in a settlement with taylor's family it included an agreement for the city to introduce police reforms and her mom, Tamika Palmer, says justice for Brianna means that we will continue to save lives in her honor. And no amount of money accomplishes that. But the police, I always say police like that, but the police reform measures that we were able to get passed as a part of this settlement means so much more to my family, our community, and to Brianna's legacy. And finally, in late June of 2020, more than three months after her death, Hankinson was fired. Cosgrove was also fired, but in January 2021, for use of deadly force for firing 16 16 rounds into Taylor's home and failing to activate his body camera, according to a copy of his termination letter. And Sergeant Mattingly got to retire in April of 2021. And I'm not going to talk about them here, but I mean, you can definitely just look up, uh, search on TikTok, like dumbass cops and shit. 
Because there are so many videos of cops making stops. Um, or pulling people over for, like, this stupidest fucking shit. And, like, they just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, one day I plan on having a whole episode just dedicated to cops abusing their power. And just making shit up on the spot. Because they think that they're better than everybody and above everybody. And they are absolutely not. So just like everybody else, they stand behind their guns because that's what makes them big. And oh so scary. So that when there's, you know, a big mean black person, they can just, and, and they feel threatened. They're gonna do what's necessary for them to protect themselves and their family. Even if that person is not even armed or like doing anything at all, you know, (laughs) I digress. And it makes me wonder, you know, in real life where most of us are afraid of police whenever we're getting pulled over, we're like either shaking in our boots or we're, we're pissed. We're, you know, and I don't know if it's the same people that are, you know, wearing shirts or hats that are like we stand with the men in blue or whatever the boys in blue and shit um whatever but how and so that's how they are in real life you know you have all these uh perceptions of police but the way they're depicted in hollywood and shows is like police are always after going (laughs) after going oh what is going on um police are always going after the wrong guy or they're corrupt they're being prejudiced or lazy, you know, you see them in their car eating donuts in a lot of movies. Uh, ones I can think off the top of my head is like, uh, you see that a lot in Family Guy, in Monster House, um, uh, Walk Like an Egyptian. They talk about cops eating donuts in the donut shop. And then, uh, yeah, um, and, but then you see, you know, a lot of cops in movies just beating the fuck out of people you see that in real life too and i i do believe that saying where it's like hollywood uh you know it's all uh fictional but there is a lot of truth to it that's put in there kind of subliminally where you don't even realize it so it's like we we see them this way on tv forever and then you get up to them and you're like oh you know keep your distance and shit um you know I I don't always feel safe. I always feel suspicious. I'm always looking at cops like they're hiding something. Um, we've been going to um, like soccer matches and shit where cops are there, and I'm always looking at them, waiting to see some type of flaw or some type of some something, some type of red flag. You know, I I don't I look more like people in in empowered like that than I look at I guess regular people. And I don't know if I'm a cab, but I mean. I'm going to say most, you know, but, uh, most, the majority. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've had cops help me out in my life. Uh, I'm sure everybody has. And then you see all this stuff online of them just like acting a fucking fool, girl, acting a fucking fool. And it's funny, like after all this happened in 2020 of cops fucking up so much Yada, 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 all these videos coming out. There's more and more of people not tolerating anything from the fucking police. White, black, uh, Mexican, whatever you are. You know, as soon as the cop pulls you over, you start videoing. Because they, they need to have body cams on at 
you need video evidence that you're doing your fucking job right and that you handled the situation correctly you know uh it's it's funny that after all this happened uh one of the walmarts that we go to here has like a special spot for police parking and it's just fucking annoying like don't get me wrong um there's some aspects where you can appreciate police and stuff yeah but i you know if you're listening to this i'm sure you're into a lot of true crime and you know a lot of cases where the cops completely fucking failed uh the cops fail in a lot of cases uh unsolved cases cold cases where they just they just i don't i don't know what it is but they you tell them your problem and then they tell you what's really happening and they give you all these reasons for it and they're like oh yeah you know uh, you want a uh, you want a restraining order and they're like oh well, they haven't done anything to you yet so we can't do anything shit like that uh they haven't threatened you enough oh they haven't you know beat your ass yet something like that um in missing people cases um with with kids too if they're a certain age or shit it, as long as is if they're under uh, six years old, like, oh my god, fucking Amber Alert, right, right the fuck away. But any older than that, I'm telling you, there's cases that I've heard that even like seven, eight years old, they're like, well, they probably ran away. Let's give it 48 hours. And then you have adults that go missing or even people 18, 19, they're like, oh, they, they ran away from home. You know, they're going to realize that they can't live without you guys, without their parents or their guardian or whatever. And and they're going to come back. Let's give it 48 hours. But it's like when somebody goes missing, you hear this in true crime all the time, is that right away you need to start searching. Because the longer they're away, the longer they're missing, then there's a higher chance that they're dead already. You know? So I just feel like that excuse is just fucking lazy. So with that being said, I'm going to give you a couple of descriptions and, you know, we'll put this on the Instagram of missing people in Alabama. So the first one I have is Charisma Turner. Um, uh, I forget where I saw this. Uh, I joined a group uh, missing in Alabama on Facebook, Facebook, and also there's Alabama Crime Watch Network. Um... And I think I, I think this is where, because I have a screenshot of where, I, uh, of, I have a screenshot of this, but I, I'm not sure exactly where I got it from, but I'm sure you can go on there and just look it up. But this is uh, from two days ago. Her mom, Michaela Flannery, Flannery, Michaela, Michaela Flannery, Flannery, damn. She says, hello everyone. I need y'all's help. My daughter, Charisma Turner, walked off from her job Monday and hasn't checked in. And her cell phone's been turned off and that's not like her. I put in for a missing person report and it's it's like the police don't give a damn. All they said to me was she's 18 and she doesn't have to come home. She's free to come and go as she pleases. So if anyone sees her, call 256-944-2751 or inbox her at Michaela Flinnery. Flinnery. Um, she's a light-skinned black girl. She's got... <laughs> She's got, um, uh, like, light, I, I laughed because I was gonna say pretty brown eyes, you know. Uh, like I said, we'll post, uh, the picture. And, uh, looks like she drives a black Hyundai. Uh, 
Did she say what car that is? Mm. It's a it's a black Hyundai. Uh, I don't know what kind of Hyundai that is. It might be like an older Sonata or something. But it looks like she's taking a picture of her car at work. Well, the Secrets True Crime podcast um, reposted um, Michaela's post and said, Huntsville, Alabama, here we go again. To clarify, under Alabama law, you are not a legal adult until age 19. That's why ALEA has 18-year-olds listed as missing children on their website. So yeah, y'all already know that that's where I moved to now in Huntsville. She's missing in Huntsville. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on the look. I can, I'm, I cannot talk. I'm gonna be on, I'm gonna be on the lookout for her. Man, I'm telling you. Okay, anyways. I also wanted to say that um, before when we were doing missing persons, we've mentioned it a couple of times, maybe once or twice, but uh, I'm starting to get these from Facebook and like find the families of these people because it's, it gives you a lot more information. So moving on. So I just found this, uh, James Spann posted this four hours ago, missing an endangered person alert. The Calhoun County Sheriff's Office is asking for the public's assistance in locating Pamela Haley Patterson. She's a 22-year-old white female and may be living with a condition that may impair her judgment. She was last seen on June 16th, 2023 in the area of Charlie Penny Road in Piedmont, Alabama. We will also have a picture of her and uh, the Calhoun County Sheriff's Office. Uh, the number to call if you see her. So I did have a couple that I was planning on sharing when I was doing some research on this episode. And I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but uh, I was really hoping the best. Um, on June 1st, the Birmingham Police Department um, posted <clears throat> about this lady. Okay, it says, um, missing person Jamiria Ivory Fowler has her description where she was last seen May 31st around 4 p.m. 500 block of 41st Street has her vehicle. There's a picture of her and she just looks so sweet. Well, uh, shit, I just realized that I wasn't even speaking into the mic. So sorry I sounded like shit for a little bit. Well, um, anyways, uh, it's been updated now and it's a homicide investigation. Sadly, she was found, uh, deceased. So lots of love and light to her friends and family. Um, I hope they can find justice for her. She was supposed to be um, buying something from somebody on Facebook Marketplace. I'm guessing she met up with somebody and shit went wrong or maybe on her way. But I, I hope they fucking find out. Um, I just opened up the article now. Um, this is from Boston25news.com. says, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, police say a woman who was reported missing in Birmingham, Alabama was found Thursday night shot and fucking burned. Jesus fucking in a news release, the, the Birmingham Police Department said that around 9 p.m. Thursday, officers along with the Birmingham Fire and Rescue crew were called out to, a, to an area by the 200 block of Sellers Road about a possible burned body. Once officers arrived, they found the victim who was unresponsive and appeared to have been burned with other signs of trauma, which in, included the shot. And she was 31 years old. Um, I hope they find that person that um, she was supposed to dookie do what you doing dude he just hopped up on the desk oh and he just opened the garbage can <laughs> with his tail 
it was right beside the okay it just went down anyways um if there's any update on this if we can hear more about what happened then i will definitely give you guys an update but um yeah that that's all i had on miss people damn see this was supposed to be a funny episode a fun episode and it ended up me getting angry and then i got really sad you know we feel a lot of things on this podcast <laughs> and that that's okay we 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 have fun and we stay informed and yeah uh, i think that's it dookie do you have anything to say you have anything to say i wonder if you can hear him purring can you hear him purring anyways so um stay safe stay aware take care of yourself and your planet peace out keep shining (laughs) 